What up? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 25 of the No Mercy podcast. Today I am joined by Robert. He has a new Twitter handle. It shocked the world. He's changed from MLB model to at the alcoholic on Twitter. I love it. Seems like a lot of people love it, but he's shook by it. So we're going to spend a little time talking about Rob's new identity. We go a little bit into last week's games, a little look back. I had a bad week, my first losing week since week three. Rob scorched earth, won every single bet he put in the backpack and in his gambling account. We obviously are going to go through Rob's tweets, as we always do. Talk a little about Super Contest. Week 10 look ahead. Uh, talk about probably about five or six different games on this slate that we're interested in. Uh, go through some key stats on those games, money movers, where the public's betting, where the sharps are going. And then we end with a little things that exist in Rob's world. So a uh, fun little episode for you here. Lots of picks, lots of fun. I want you guys to get over to fantasydraft.com. Fantasydraft.com is running a, I just poked myself in the eye in the intro here. Normally any like responsible host would re-record and start over because this isn't live, it's a podcast, but it really hurt and I just figured I should tell you that. So fantasydraft.com, get over there. They're running a free roll for all Guru Elite subscribers. You can go in there in my article. I'll post the link this Sunday. Uh, Basically, the free roll, what they're doing is they're giving out five qualifier seats, $200 qualifier seats to five different people. So you want to get over there to fantasydraft.com, promo code Guru Elite uh, if you're a first-time depositor or if you're already a Guru Elite subscriber. They also have rake-free head-to-heads. So you guys can play with much lower rake over there at Fantasy Draft, much more overlay, much fewer sharks. Great spot to go get some action down. Uh, if you're getting sick of getting eaten by the whales at the other big sites. But uh, get over to GuruElite.com. Our gambling packages are absolutely on fire. We're crushing the earth. I started putting NCAA bets in. You'll hear about that in the podcast. And obviously the NFL, our whole staff, is still up every single person on the season. So we are smashing over at GuruElite.com. Just click the green Join Here button. Without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 25 of the No Mercy podcast. Today I am joined... By someone who's a little bit sad. He's got a new brand. He's got a new image. We're going to lay peace and lay rest to at MLB model. And ladies and gentlemen, you may know him as Rob. You may know him as MLB model. You may know him as the drunk, stupid fuck who posts pictures of his knee on Twitter. But I would like to introduce you the launch of the Algoholic. What's up, Algoholic? What up? Let's get weird. <laughs> I've just tried all that, all different brands. I'm just going to try all kinds of shit. Try everything. <laughs> try everything. So Rob's new Twitter, you can still refer to him as MLB model. That will never go away. But his Twitter, for the purposes of growth, because for some reason Rob seems to think he's going to get famous. Um, he doesn't know why his Twitter followers are low. He thinks they're going to get to 100,000 at some point. And on his journey of self-improvement to get to that 10K mark, he has decided that he feels... MLB model may be restricting him from his growth, being that people don't want to follow an MLB guy during football and basketball season. So I have advised him to change his handle, and the Algoholic is the new handle. T-H-E-A-L-G-O-H-O-L-I-C. Robert, how are you feeling 
Are you okay? Do you need a hug? What's going on? I feel really weird about it. I, I can't. I've seen the handle and like realized later that somebody's tweeting at me because I'm <laughs> I'm just not not used to seeing it. I don't know. I'm not sold. I mean, I, you know, I took your advice on it. It's okay. I, I mean, it, it's fine. Well, we it's. I mean, listen. Everything is everything is changeable. Everything could go back. We could you can go back to MLB model if if you so need. I, I did beg, save it. Yeah, good yeah, idea. Yeah, you did save yeah. it. I just beg you to give me a little time because it's going to be uncomfortable at first. It's like it's like sex with me, right? It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to hurt a little bit, but in the end, I think you're going to enjoy it and uh, and feel like it was the right decision. Is that how you're selling this to me? No, it's like sex with you. There could not be a worse way to sell this to me. I've also sold sex with me as it's like a. It's like a small tattoo. Like it's very quick. It's very painful and very regrettable. So <laughs> it's, it's going to be one of the two. It's going to be one of the two. You are a butterfly tramp stamp. This will be the <laughs> butterfly tramp stamp. So, but the positive thing is your followers are now uh, hashtag the alcoholics. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see. So for those of you out there listening, we're going to need some feedback on this. What you think of this. You need to give Rob some positive reinforcement. We know you're all sad about the MLB model tag leaving, but we are going to need some feedback on this. Uh, we're going to get Kurt's take on it, the bod, on what his take on your new handle is. But but have you been feeling, Rob? It's, you got to feel a little lost, like you lost your blankie. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still pretty upset about it. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's fine, Tommy. It'll grow on me, <laughs> you know. Somebody slid into my DMs, though, after I was just, you know, distraught about it. And they said, this is the death of an icon. I said, I know, man. Was it I know. poor Jim? He was probably so <laughs> Jim is hot, boy. <laughs> Fucking Jim's running hot on this one. Rob, what the fuck? I thought we were going to be the Jibs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Jim who DM'd you, too, I'm assuming. But, uh, yes. First of all, anyone who looked at your garbage account life and everything else as an icon... Um, we're not really going to factor in their opinion, Rob. So, so we'll Fair. see how this goes. But yes, yeah, so you could hit Rob up at the alcoholic. How about someone fucking jacking the fucking handle, dude? <laughs> what a dick move. <laughs> there's like a there was like a two hour window where was it Friday night? I did that time. I don't know. I think it was Friday. Me and you and Mans were on the phone to like two a.m. that night or something. Right. But I uh, and we mentioned it on air. We mentioned alcoholics. So I started fucking around and I had alcoholics. I even typed it in a few times. I could have had it like three times. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped. I was like, I'm going to talk to Tommy. And then in the midst of us talking, I'm like, somebody snatched this goddamn handle. Zero followers, zero everything. They grabbed alcoholics. You piece of fucking human excrement. Whoever you are out there, because you have to be a listener because you're the only ones that would have heard. And then followed me with it. And then followed you with it. What kind of shitty human? Like, this is the world we live in today. Where they're either going to try and extort you, which you don't need anymore because the alcoholic is better. Way better. But what, that's like the person who catches a home run ball and tries to like sell it on eBay instead of giving it back to the, to the hitter for like a signed bat and jersey. What a shitty society we live in. It was so funny, though. So go to at alcoholics and give that son of a bitch some shit. He stole the handle I was going to take. I'm actually glad he did because I might have been alcoholics. And the alcoholic is 100 times better than that the one. The alcoholic so. is way better. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, fucktard. That's yeah. Karma. Thanks. Yeah. Go. Good luck selling that to nobody. <laughs> um, so, so, so let's. We're going to talk a little gambling on this podcast, do Rob. It. We're going to talk a little bit about the elections. I want your kind of quick take when we get started here on what your take on all that was. We'll talk a little bit about Week Nine. Some look back. Week Nine was my first losing week, Rob, 
since week three. Wow. So I rolled off four, five, six, seven, and eight uh, profitable weeks in NFL. And then I got I got pretty cracked last week on some bad beats. So we'll talk a little bit about that, whether it was process or just some variance. Uh, super contest, four and one last week. Nice little turnaround last year in the second half of the season. We really kicked it up and took over. So that's looking like more promising. We're finally back at that like 500 mark. Uh, we'll look ahead at week 10, talk about some money movers, key stats, things like that. But um, first of all, you, did you watch any of this Duke game last night, Rob? I did not. I actually okay. saw zero of it, but I saw your Twitter. Yeah, dude. Zion Williamson literally landed on a spacecraft into that arena, and he's – and I dare you to at me because I've been saying this to my friends, and Rob, you've heard me say it. This kid is light years ahead of where LeBron James was at his age. That, that's what I will say. Mm-hmm. We have never seen anyone like this kid for Duke in the history of college basketball. Wow. Do you know he's 270 pounds? Jesus. 270 pounds. This dude is a monster. He's bigger than any guy you're watching in the NBA outside of Boban. And, and he's 18, right? Fact. Is he a yeah. freshman? Yes. And he can handle. He has like a 45-inch vertical. He could shoot better than you think he can. It just incredible talent. Like nothing like you've ever seen. Like if Shaq fucked, I don't know, Sean Kemp. Like that's basically what this <laughs> kid is. With like a, a mediocre jump shot. Not like a great jump shot, but enough. 11 for 13. You could teach a jump shot. Yeah. Dude, this kid, he was one, one for one from three yesterday. But this kid is just a super fucking freak. So I gave out the inaugural NCAA play. I usually don't hit much NCAA basketball until like January. I've told you guys that here. But once it starts, I can't stop. So I'm not going to go full bore mm-hmm. in NCAA. I'm going to cherry pick my spots. But our NBA and NCAA betting package has just been fucking white hot. Um, Preston and fried eggs. I mean, fucking Paulie and Preston have just been white hot. Right hot. Paulie has won 18 of his last 20 bets in NBA. And Preston, I think, what's his record? Like 35 and He's up like 20 units. I was looking this up morning. 20 units. Yeah. Like, that's insane. 38 and 15 right now. Yeah. So they're on fire, and I felt left out. So I jumped in the package yesterday. Gave out a freebie and Duke plus two on Twitter and to our subs. That smashed. I put a play behind the paywall uh, over 88 second half for a unit. That hit. So I'm starting off the NCAA season, Rob, right out the gate, 2-0, and plus four units. And I think even you will unfortunately have to admit this. There is no single human on the history of Earth that has been hotter than I have in college basketball the last two years. What you did last season, particularly as we got into March Madness, was the sickest thing I've ever seen in my life. It, it literally, and, and this is every year, me and me and Eddie Motts and all these guys talk about it. I just slay college basketball. It's normally from like January on because that's when I dive in and just watch nothing but college basketball. But I've usually been pretty good to start the seasons too. But, I mean, we did a Calcutta tournament where I spent, what, like $30,000 on teams. I bought five teams and yeah. I bought four of the final four teams. Yeah. But I won literally like 80% of the Calcutta money. Um, and then our subs obviously know what was going on. You can go hashtag Nostra Thomas and just scroll back to last year and see. So I'm starting early, folks. And that package right there, that gambling package for basketball, includes all of our picks, not only Fried Egg Paulie, who's on fire, not only Sports Cheetah, MLB Models dropping plays in there. We have Jeff Collins dropping plays in there, Draft Sheets putting plays in there, Benny Riccardi's putting plays in there. So you're going to get all of our plays. I'm doing NCAA early, and this thing runs till January 21st. You'll notice almost all of our packages are stopping on January 21st. It's because we have a whole new gambling site being built, all new VIP packages that we're launching at that point, whole whole new 
Guru Elite basically new, in new. January. Right. Everything's new. So we're the packages are all really cheap because they're all ending January 21st, and then we'll offer the new VIP packages for the second half of the seasons. But eighty nine ninety seven for all of November, all of December, and basically all of January. That's like three months of college basketball and NBA betting all the way through January 21st. I mean, last night on Duke, you should have made your money. I slammed that thing. For, that, that was right there, paid off your package. So um, very hot, very good stuff going there. So, Rob, let's yep. start off talking about um, kind of look back at last week. How did last week go for you? Uh, what, did you what did you like? What did you not like? How did, how did your week go? That was my single biggest week in NFL betting in probably two years. It's so funny how we're so opposite. I, I had every team that won, every team that covered. I had them in teasers. I had them uh, straight. Uh, I literally won every bet that I made last week. Um, so, yeah, I had a phenomenal fucking day. Yeah, you had a very good week. Um, I did not. You're up now six units on the year. Um, I dropped. I gave a lot of units back last week, Robert. And I was fine in the 1 o'clock games. I had some of the I had some of the worst variants in the last three minutes of those four o'clock games that you could have. Uh, Denver missed a field goal to win the game, uh, which was a huge bet for me. The problem with that was they actually had forty seconds left on the clock, and fucking dumbass Vance Joseph, who I don't know how the fuck he has a job, dumbass Vance Joseph decides not to try and get closer, burns clock, and then basically takes a knee with a timeout remaining to set up a fifty-one yard field goal. When you could have very easily got another 10 to 15 yards, and of course he misses the field goal. So that was a huge loss. 10 seconds later, 10 seconds, Seattle comes all the way back, and David Moore, they get a pass interference in the end zone. They're at the one. They need a touchdown and two-point conversion mm-hmm. to bring this thing to overtime. David Moore drops a pass right between his fucking arms mm-hmm. in the end zone. And then three minutes after that, when the Rams had tied the game, and I had plus five and a half on the teasers, they go down three and then Michael Thomas catches a 70-yard bomb with a couple minutes left in the game, which basically just killed the teaser, too. So that was a 24-unit swing for me in a seven-minute period. So that was really, really, really ugly. Um, luckily, I was up 40-something units going into that. So, you know, we had a lot to give back. But uh, did save it a little bit on Monday night. Had a nice little uh, Amari Cooper hit score first prop, which Saw is a nice that, way man. to get this week started. Huge. So, um what, something happened with Bovada you were telling me about, Rob. What was that? Well, all the books, really, but Bovada had their single biggest losing day ever on Sunday. So so weird that it's on the day I got killed. They got gutted. Uh, well, I mean, you could argue the reason I won is because I'm some sort of a square better because if the books lose, the squares won, right? right that's so, what I'm saying. I bet more public stuff. I usually, I, like Duke last night, everyone's like, that's a fish play. I'm like, okay, they won by 38. So you could make that argument, but... Dude, across the board, the casinos got absolutely fucking smoked last NFL. The overs were hitting. The favorites were covering. Uh, the only play I whiffed on, actually, is uh, the Patriots. I liked Green Bay in that game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I heard the Patriots covering cost them a lot of money, too. Yeah, that was uh, that was a bad one for me, too. I followed it up with, uh, with a miss on Sunday night. So definitely a week to forget for me. Um, first losing week since week three. It just got to a point where my my – sportsbook account was an annuity you know like every week it was just like oh how much money am i going to collect this week so uh so a little wake-up call robert little wake-up call uh after last week but that duke game last night basically put me back on the map for this week so i'm looking to rock let's touch on this thursday game while we're here so you know we're looking at this game thursday night uh tomorrow night we're recording this on wednesday 
So we got Carolina and Pittsburgh that are playing. Do you have an early lean on this? Is there something you're looking at? Is this a game that you're crossing off or is it a game you're interested in? No, I'm interested. I, okay. I, I am interested in this game. Um, so right now it looks like this line opened at what? Five and a half? It looks like five at Penny. Yeah. Five. And now it's down to, th- let me see. What is it right now? Three and a half it. I'm seeing in most places. Uh, I see four. Where do you see three oh. and a half at? Okay. I'm seeing three and a half. Let me pull up here. Hold on. Time out, please. Time out. Three Time. and a half at Bookmaker. Um, and then three and a half. So it's just bet and bookmaker that have three and a half. So my actually, my, uh, my credit line, I told you this that one day, I think goes off bookmaker Uh uh, because the lines move like that. My, my at home bookie, but yeah, penny five dimes bet online, my bookie, they all look like they're at four. So what's your take on this? Yeah. So I am going to, uh, have Pittsburgh in this game. Um, I, 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 I just like them in this spot. Uh, my number is five and a half. Um, so I actually agreed closer to open. Uh, clearly somebody faded that number, but um, I'll be on Pittsburgh. Okay, it looks like we got about 53% of the money and about 63% of the bets that are coming in on Carolina right now, the road team. I, I'm with you here. Um, I don't know how heavy I'm going to be on Pittsburgh, but I think I'm with you on Pitt on this game. That seems to be the way that I'm going to lean right now. Uh, speaking of Pitt, what's your what's your take with this uh, Lav Bell, as you call him, uh, news that he sent out a tweet two days ago saying farewell Miami, spelt farewell wrong, but uh, looks like he's uh, trying cryptically tweeting that he's heading back up north to Pittsburgh. I don't know, man. Was that motherfucker playing basketball? Who knows? I saw a picture of him playing pickup basketball, so I don't know. You know, uh, again, I will take him back. I, I will uh, with open arms. I'll take I'll take Lav back, but I want them to beat the ever living fuck out of him. Returning punts, uh, long snapper, uh, you know whatever else. I want them to beat the living fuck out of him. But I want him back on my football team. So well, I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you, right? You know, he's he's one of the best players in the NFL, no matter what you think of him personally. So he's definitely an asset and someone that they could use. Uh, the total on this game is the thing that's rising here, and the total is very interesting. So this opened at 50. It's currently sitting at 52, 83% of the bets and 95% of the money. Um, this is the most heavily bet thing of all the totals. 95% of the money is on the over on this game. And it's already moved up two points if you missed it when it opened. So uh, do you have a lean on the over here? What do you have this total set at for this Pittsburgh Carolina? Uh, 52 and a half. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there is not, it's not going to be a play for me. Um, you never know what the wet, what weather you're going to get in Pittsburgh. I haven't really looked at it um, this late in November, but uh, or this port in November. But I don't know. I, I don't. I won't have a play on the total. What, where's the money at? Is it over or under on this thing? It's over. It's over. It's all coming over. Yeah. You know, that's what's driving that lineup right now. It looks like it's it's everyone. It's not just public. Um, interesting splits on Cam here. You know, I mean, obviously we look at Cam Newton as a guy who you know they're five and zero at home. Uh, he actually this is this is weird. They run 55% of the time at home, which is first in the league. And they pass 70% of the time on the road this year, which is also first in the league. That's a really interesting split. Uh, Kevin actually pointed that out to me. So they chuck the ball a lot more on the road. And we've talked about this from a DFS perspective. So if you're looking at DFS, it's an interesting stat there to look at. I don't weight it in too heavily because he also has all of his rushing touchdowns and about 30% more rushing attempts when they're at home. So it's just which side of cam are you getting? Are you going to get the more pass-happy side, which will lead to more yards and touchdowns through the air, or are you going to get the more run-happy side, which 
accumulates points quicker simply because you get it every 10 yards and that's six points instead of four for the touchdowns. But um, this Carolina team is a team that – do you have any of those weird stats on Carolina? Were they in your weird stat pack? I was actually – that's literally what I'm doing right now is, is see what I have here in the weird stat pack of the week. Weird stat pack from Rob's weird stat pack. So, I mean, if we look right out, 5-0 and at home, 1-2 and on the road, uh, the Panthers are this year. Oh, here's one. Uh, the over is 7-1 and in Pittsburgh's last eight games on grass. On grass. I love when you say on grass. On grass. I hate the fucking no. on grass thing. I have nothing. <laughs> on earth. So, so yeah, I think, I'm, I think I'm with this. I think I'm with Pittsburgh, and I think I'm with the over. I'm still showing 51 and a half um, on my book right now, so I'm probably going to hit that. I think this game does go over. I think Pittsburgh, I think it is a shootout. I think it's a DFS bonanza for the showdown slate. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, DJ Moore is probably the guy that I'm going to have my eye on over there if I wanted a sneaky kind of captain spot. Uh, play for DraftKings. So that's the Thursday night game. Uh, before we go into, you know, more week 10 stuff and money movers and all that, I want to kind of go back to uh, something on the election front here that you told me, Rob. So you told me that in Charlotte, they don't even ask for your ID to vote. Is that a real thing? Are you serious? Uh, the entire state of North Carolina. Yeah. So uh, there's no voter ID law here. So when you go into wherever your polling place is, you just tell them your name and your address and they hand you a ballot. It's the scariest thing I've ever heard of in my life. How about that? That's not real, right? I swear to God. So they've put it on our ballot, the change, probably the last four years, and it has gotten voted down so that you don't need an ID. But, Tommy, recent development, it passed. Oh, did it? Yeah. Right after the midterms? <laughs> yep, it passed. But I could literally go vote as my neighbor. I mean, That's you could go in as anyone. That's the thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. Like, I can't even, I can't even fathom having that be a possibility where you have, you have to go through, like, background checks over here and shit. Like, that's crazy. Not your social you security number. You don't have to do shit, it's man. insane to think that that's even possible in America right now. And you stumbled across uh, my beloved Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> You somehow just stumbled across her over oh the last boy. week or two. Oh, boy. Wow, this girl, huh? 29-year-old senator who doesn't know the first thing about anything. Like, you, me and you debate politics. I still say it all the time. I don't know where the fuck you lean politically. One minute you're tweeting fucking not my president, and the next <laughs> minute you're telling me that you've been a registered Republican, and then the next minute you're talking to me about how global warming is real. You're all over the fucking map, Robert. Um, I'm, I'm basically just assuming you're a moderate who hates Trump but leans more fiscally to the right. Like that, if I had to put a fucking sticker on you. Well, listen, I refuse to affiliate with a fucking party. If, if, if you define your beliefs based on uh, right, left, Republican, fucking whatever, you're an idiot, okay? Right, I agree. There is no way that you should be voting up and down a fucking voter card. One way. It, it, just stupid. You got to be a fucking idiot. So I It's so have, antiquated, it's insane. I have no allegiance to any political party my only allegiance is to my own wallet so and i usually alcoholics. vote my wallet um but and yeah gym. so <laughs> you have no allegiance to jim i jim yeah if i'd vote for fucking jim for president you kidding me <laughs> all right so go on <laughs> so so anyway you brought up this uh cortez so for uh for reference you know i don't really follow politics i mean right. i I don't watch C-SPAN or fucking whatever. So, no one, no one watches C-SPAN. Rob. 
Well, whatever that, whatever the political people watch, CNN I don't watch or it. MSNBC or Fox CNN. or whatever those. Yeah. All right, I don't watch it. Um, I don't even watch my local news. Uh, so anyway, somebody sent me this video of of this girl, and I had no idea who she was. Didn't know she could have been a school teacher. She could have been a. Lo- I had absolutely no idea who this person was. Right, and it took me about three seconds to realize that she had something to do with politics. But they asked her. Um, how we could give free health care to everyone in the country. And she said, I don't understand the question. How is something cheaper hard to pay for? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? I don't understand. She literally said, if your rent about. is cheaper, it's easier to pay for. What? Dude, and that was the same interview where they asked her, if I'm not mistaken, how they're going to give free schooling. And she said, well, public schools are free. Free? You want to see my goddamn property tax bill? Yes, public schools are free. Yes, that's how this works. I can show you another video where they asked her about Palestine and Israel, uh, which I did show you this morning, Robert, uh, where she basically stumbled through the whole entire question and then at the end just said, well, I'm not the geopolitical expert. <laughs> my, my problem is not her not knowing about uh, uh, the entire That's situation. My problem. <laughs> I don't really care if she knows or not. What I care about is you are not sharp enough to talk your way out of that question and you get yourself backed at a corner so far that you have to admit and you're, you're not, not the expert. senator in New York. You, you can ask me any question, Tommy, and I will find a way to get out of right. answering that I do question. It all day. <laughs> That's your life. It's my life. <laughs> it's like it's amazing. She won because she's a 29-year-old woman. That's why she won. It doesn't hurt that she's got mixed backgrounds and and nationalities on top of that. She's like she's this girl's literally like the face of the Democratic Party right now. Like they're building the party around her, and this is scary as fuck. And even someone like me and you who argue and debate politics a lot on different issues both said, you know what, this is scarier than, than even Trump, in my opinion. I think this is scarier than Trump because at least with Trump, you could say, you know what, he's a fucking shithead. Is he racist? Probably. He's a fucking 60-plus-year-old man. Every 60-plus-year-old man is racist. Buffoon. Is he an idiot? Yes. Does he fucking speak emotionally? And stu- Yes. Is he fucking in over his head with certain issues? Yes. Like... Everything you could say negative. Is he orange? Yes. You could say, (laughs) but at least you could say, yeah, did his daddy have money to help him get his start? Yes. But so did a lot of other people who didn't become billionaires. At least you could say this dude knows how to negotiate deals. He's got balls and he has built this gigantic empire. He was a fucking TV star because he wanted to be. He opened casinos because he wanted to be. He had hotels because like he's done everything he's dealt internationally he has warehouses all over the world so at least he understands finance and economics Mm -hmm. and stuff like the danger here is that this girl is really just a 29 year old girl like that's like she doesn't know anything about anything and that's scary when we start electing government officials that are just basically propaganda they're basically just uh, the face you know, it would almost be like someone winning the Senate seat because they're transgender, right? Or because they're black or because they're Italian or because they're, you know, a woman. Like, this starts to go to the other side of the movement where it becomes extremely dangerous to start putting completely unqualified, inexperienced, overwhelmed people in these positions of power. Because it could be argued that senators have more power than the president. 
Yeah. Well, so I'm as socially liberal as a human being could probably be. I mean, what a human does with their life, I give no fucks about. Uh, But when it comes to monetary policy and fiscal conservatively, like you can't have a person controlling purse strings that does not have basic understandings of simple economic concepts, like the fact that public school is paid for by property tax bills. (laughs) You should know that. Clearly, you probably don't have a property tax bill, so you don't understand that, but it's simple. It's not easy to make healthcare free because it's free. Like, it's not free. (laughs) Right. So just basic things like, you know, like that would be a benefit. Yeah. Um, So that's... That's extremely scary. I'm not going to go too much deeper into this, but we were talking about it this morning. So, I mean, it's just, and they're going to shove her. She's going to be out everywhere. She's going to be shoved down our throat. It's like, we should commend this situation. This is scary as fuck. But uh, anyway, back to football. So give me some of your uh, stupid key stats before we get into line movers here, Rob. All right. I found some real gems for your Jets, 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 Jets are 10 and three against the spread in their last 13 home games. That is pretty good for the Jets. Pretty good. We know Tommy's betting this week. Pretty good for the Jets. You probably don't even know the biggest news that just broke. Is he out? Yeah. Darnold is out. So my dreams have come true. And finally... God McCown is going to take over at the quarterback position this week. So I am obsessed with the Jets and the public and Vegas are so fucking dumb that they're probably going to drop that line. I'm not seeing a line on my book right now. I could bet them at minus seven right now. It looks like they moved to minus eight. So, oh, they moved him up. So, so well, minus seven. So he got faded a point. So that's what I'm saying. It's probably going to go down. Like this thing was seven and a half when I was looking at it earlier. I, I think this gets to six and a half because people are so fucking dumb they're way better off right now with mccown than they are with it's not even close i've been saying it since the preseason like why the fuck is god mccown not quarterbacking this team so fuck yeah dude the jets are definitely going to be a team that i'm looking at we'll talk about that game in a minute um but actually let's talk about that game now while we're talking about the stats so i personally uh really like this game i'm trying to pull up the line i gotta move over so right now yeah i'm seeing jets seven they're hanging six and a half at Bookmaker and Bet Online and Heritage, but seven and a half at Bavada still, seven at five dimes, seven at Penny. Uh, when we look at the line movements on this game, so far it looks like about 83%, 87% of the money is coming in on the under on this game in the Jets game, and about 60% of the money seems to be coming in on the Bills. Um, keep in mind, this money may shift a little bit just because this news is pretty recent, but I mean, if you can get the Jets under seven. I think there's a great spot. I think the Jets' defense devours this fucking clown. Like, Peterman shouldn't even be in the NBA. Uh, in the NBA. He's def- he should be probably should be not be in the NBA. NBA. Trust he'd me. be better off in the NBA. He'd, I think he'd be a better <laughs> NBA player than he would be an NFL quarterback. <laughs> so, but he shouldn't even be in the NFL. So uh, I think this is, a, this is a great spot for the Jets, and I really have a lot of interest in teasing them down. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I want a six-point teaser with the Jets here, getting that under one, one and a half, somewhere in that range, depending on what the line is. Um, do you have any leans on this game? What is your model talking about? Um, no, I haven't had a chance to adjust to the news. So I, I'll be off. Um, I, that total, though, is low, huh? You agree with yeah. that total? Yeah, I did initially, that 37, just because the Bills can't score at all. Like, Peterman is literally the worst human being in the world, and the Jets haven't been scoring much. But if this thing stays down in that 36 range, I, I'm, ugh, I still don't want to hit it, but, I mean, that'd be tempting with McCown in there. 
pr- you know what I'd probably do? I'd probably go with the Jets team total. Because mm-hmm. if that spread's going to be at 36 and a half, you're probably looking at the Jets team total here, something like 20 or whatever it is, right? You'd be looking at like 20 to 16. That would put it at a four-point spread. So probably 21, 22. I think the Jets go over. I think the Jets score 24 points uh, this week with McCown. So Their total's probably, 23 and a half. Yeah, so probably Jets team total and Jets tease down. Uh, that'd probably be the way that I would go with that. Uh, what's okay. another one of your weird stats here? I want nothing to do with that game, by the way. Yeah, you never do. At all. Uh, under is 17 Don't worry, and 5. I'm not going to force it into the super contest. Thank you. You're safe. Under 17 and 5 in Cincinnati's last 22 games in November. It's cold as fuck in Cincinnati in November, man. I, I, I don't know. 17 and 5. Uh, that makes sense. It does get cold there. So whenever you're talking about November, normally we would laugh at a given month or something, but that's obviously going to make a lot more sense when you're talking about a very cold city. It's going to be 40 degrees this weekend, 5 mile per hour wind. Uh, just to give you guys an update on the places right now that I'm seeing that are going to be at risk. The Bears look like we're looking at about 12-mile-per-hour wind and 35 degrees. So that's one on your radar to to keep your eye on that weather. Uh, it's going to be 29 degrees in Green Bay, Miami heading to Green Bay. So you got a warm-weather team heading over to uh, to the coldest game on the board. And then the Atlanta-Cleveland game, 33 degrees with 8-mile-per-hour winds. A lot of people are going to be wanting to take that over. That might give us – at least some paths to an under and to a DFS fade there. But um, I don't know. This Cincy game versus New Orleans, this is going to be a pretty highly bet game, I yeah. assume, right? Cincy, Cincy's not that popular of a team that people to bet on, and the Saints are a team that everyone's really, really fucking high on this week after knocking off the Rams. Good call by you, by the way. Told you. that one. We went head-to-head, and that was one of my losers there. Told you. We almost middled it, Rob. If they would have just fucking won that game by three, I would have hit my teaser, and you would have hit your fucking straight bet. But um, what's your lean on this game, New Orleans-Cincinnati? Looks like 78% of the money is coming in on New Orleans right now. Yeah, wow. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not backing off from my original stance of, uh, of, of the Saints being underrated and, you know, looking to have a big run here to the rest of the season. So um, I don't have a lean on the game, really. I wish I did, but I don't. Um, I make it Saints minus six. And I lean under slightly. Uh, looks like I've got about 53 on the under, so uh, slight under lean there, but nothing, nothing actionable. Okay. Total right now is 54, coming down from 55 and a half. It looks like at the open, so 68% of the money's on the over, and the over's coming down. So I think that probably has a little bit to do with the fact that it's going to be, it's going to be 40 degrees out there. You know, this is a dome team coming to a cold weather mm-hmm. city. We talk about breeze outdoors. Now you're talking about breeze cold outdoors. So uh, I think I'd probably lean under here, too. I wouldn't be too shocked if this game, you know, ended 24-17 or something along those lines and went significantly below the under. But uh, I probably don't have a lean on this game too much right now. Um, If I did go anywhere, it would probably be the under. That would probably be my plan. Yeah, me too. Give me one of your favorite bets on the week, Rob. Give me something that's really popping on your model. Yeah, um, the one one game that I really, uh, really am high on, believe it or not, you're going to – you're going to hate this. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Um, I am going to fire on the Chargers Chiefs under, uh, or Chargers uh, Oakland under. Uh, I make this thing 47. I got a three-point edge on this under. Wow. That's a pretty big one. I don't hate that. I mean, it's possible the Raiders don't score. Oh, so. I thought you were high on this game. I thought when we talked earlier. I thought you were what going do you mean, on the over? 
Or maybe just DFS purposes. You like yeah, Rivers. Yeah, for DFS, yeah. I think there's opportunity. I think Rivers is in a good spot. I think fucking Melvin Gordon's. I think all the Chargers are in a good spot. But the Raiders just fucking suck. So I could very easily see this game ending like 31 to fucking 10. Okay, you know, good. Like, like I, I think this – we were talking about this the other day, and I was saying it's so rare that you see an interdivisional game with a road favorite being double digits. Mm-hmm. Like that's impossible. And I've been the one telling everyone, just fade the Raiders. It's the fucking Oakland faders. Fade the Raiders. Do not bet the fucking Raiders. Bet against the fucking Raiders. We did it. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I need to scream. I, I got to ram it down everyone's fucking throat in the Niners game when everyone in the fucking world was on the Raiders when they heard Mullins was coming in for the Niners. And I was like, that's a good thing. CJ Beathard sucks. Sucks. You know, any variable outside of a known failure is good, right? Like, there's nowhere to go but up. Mm-hmm. And they pounded the shit out of them. The Raiders are done. The Raiders are cooked. The Raiders are trying to lose. So, uh, yeah, I'm on board with this. I'm on board with the under because I don't think the Chargers are going to score 40. And I'm definitely on board with laying the 10. I'm definitely on board with teasing this down. I was going to say, a nice teaser piece, I think. Yeah, I'm da- I mean, dude, you can go tease this thing to, you know, Chargers minus three. You know, under eh. fifty-seven. Eh. Your seven-point oh, teaser. I'll, I'll, I'll go to four. You're an idiot. Why would you go to four? You're an idiot for what? Ten cents? You fucking loser. You bet football once a week. It's not every day. You don't need to worry about the fucking twenty cents, ten cents. You pussy. Yes, you do. No, you don't. You pussy. Win. Yeah. Just win, baby. Who won last week? I you went did. fucking you bananas. Did. I'm not saying that you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I'm uh, saying you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> just win like that's it just get the fucking dub who gives a fuck about 10 cents you fucking herb <laughs> hate when you do. dude i would rather kill myself than sit on minus four than minus three if i had the option to do it like uh, for me personally and i know it's the not the right ev move for baseball for basketball for other sports where it's every day and there's a million data points over the course of the season but for me for nfl you got fucking 20 weeks. You're betting fucking three or four games a week. That sample size isn't going to normalize. It's not guaranteed to normalize. Go get your dubs. I just like to pay less. That's all. Well, I mean, you're doing the right thing. I'm trying to convince everyone to do the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> you even what you even what Al Davis on their ass. Just yeah. win, baby. Just do it, guys. Go full Kaepernick here. Sacrifice everything. Sacrifice 20 cents. Sacrifice 20 cents. Sacrifice everything. If you sacrifice 20 cents on your bet, you actually can say that you've sacrificed more than Colin Kaepernick in your life. And he's on a poster. So, yeah, sacrifice everything. Get down to that fucking three. And, and I, the only time when I kind of root a little bit for things to end on my numbers when I know Rob's a half point off my number because he's of course. too cheap to buy it. Of course. <laughs> Rob, let's we're going back into NFL here in a minute. Um, get, let's go through some of your tweets here. Okay, so I haven't been following your new uh, out alcoholic Twitter. Is it just as crazy? Is it how? How would you say what? What is it? What is the tone of the alcoholic? So Twitter? this is really sad and probably a, just a poor statement about a forty-year-old man like myself. The MLB, the MLB model, almost was like my other personality, right? Right. So like. Yeah. There's business Rob, and then there was MLB model Rob, which is right. just two different fucking people. Your prison Mike, right? So now it's like, 
I don't have that switch. It's like I used to have the odd switch. All right, here we go. MLB bottle. So I, it's probably still just as fucking crazy because it's really who I am. But uh, I don't know. It's taking some getting used to to be the Do we have to make you a t-shirt, Rob? I'm going to need a t-shirt. I thank God I didn't get that MLB model tattoo. Thank fucking God <laughs> I never got that tattoo. <laughs> You're going to make me change this back to MLB model, aren't you? Are do you like it? Sad? Honestly, though, it was your idea, but do you like well, it? L- listen, here's the thing. Whenever someone has a rebranding, it's always fucked up initially. Right. It's always. It's, there's never been a smooth transition. It's always fucked up. The more you know someone as something. It's like if you never met me, right, and I grew out a full beard to here, right? Mm-hmm. Like a full, like, crazy gaby beard, right? Mm-hmm. Like a sports cheetah beard. Right. And that's just how you met me. Right. Right. And you knew me like that for two years. And then I shaved my face clean. You'd be like, dude, you look so fucking weird. Right. right? Like, it would, even right. though I look better with it shaved down, it would just be so weird to you because the human mind just, you know, is just programmed to fucking want things to remain normal. So that's kind of how I look at it. Do I miss MLB model? Yeah. Do I still write MLB model? Yeah, I do. It, it's, it's sad to me, too. I feel it. But. If I went up to 20 strangers and said, what's a cooler fucking handle for a sports ham- handicapper who uses algorithms and drinks, MLB model or alcoholic, they're going to be like, the alcoholic. It's not even close. So that's why I'm with you here. I'm, I'm feeling for you. But I know long term, if we can get past this initial shaved head phase where, where the fucking head looks funny. All right. I, I th- and I think we just need a T-shirt, man. I'm in. I, th- I think in. what we need really, Rob, what you need is you need to call to action to your followers to start hashtagging alcoholics. Good idea. That'll get it. That'll get you motivated. That'll get you. We need a t-shirt. We need a cool slogan. Like what, what was the slogan that you thought of initially? I don't fucking remember. Something with math, drunk on math or something. Oh yeah. Drunk on math. Yeah. Right. Here's we, the problem, Tommy. This is what happened. Because I feel like you're half a man right now. I know! Show. My fucking balls are in my chest. <laughs> this is what happened. Rob, you need to change your handle. Like, all right, dude, I'm all in. I'm pounding fucking whiskey. That's not how it happened. It actually started with, hey, Tommy, do you think I need to change my handle? And then so, I fucking... So I go all in. You know, you want to talk about sacrifice. You want to talk about Kaepernick. God damn it, I sacrificed it. Fucking all, okay? So... Here I am. Boom. I fucking change it. I'm feeling good about myself. And then what happens? I'm just like left. Nobody's like, hey, Rob, you know, all, like I, all the support that I had well, about changing it. Fucking followers are troll pieces of shit humans. Nobody's like, telling me have, how good the new one is. It's how the they miss worst it. Following of anyone in social media. And yes, I know half of you listening are followers of Rob and subscribers. But you all fucking hate me and everyone else anyway. Just like Rob, so I can offend you all I want. Most of them have you blocked. You're to fucking be fair. trailer trash junk bag trolls. Those are all your followers. So basically, what happens is their job is to troll shit. So when they see you change something, their instincts are to troll you. Yes, exactly. Because your but followers are shit. I actually picked up like thirty followers over the right, weekend you when I changed followers. it. Yeah. But, and and I listen, you're ignoring them, but I've seen the tweets going, you know what, Alcoholics is pretty catchy. I kind of like that. I yeah. Those, but you're I'm not pointing them. those out. You're no. pointing out the DM from fucking burner account number three and Jim, Jim that said, what the fuck, man? We miss you. We miss MLB model. Yes. But the mayhem, for, the mayhem on the account will fucking continue. Believe the reason that. I know it'll work is because when I worked for Scout, I created the Scout Army. 
yeah. over there at Scout. And when I started Guru Elite, it was fucking like, oh, no, I got to lose Scout. And we started Elite Mafia, and now Elite Mafia is bigger, better, and more badass than Scout Army ever was. Right? The Elite Mafia would burn the Scout Army to the ground. Right, but Scout Army was what started the Elite Mafia. That was the jump off because okay. I started that first. So you need to take some ownership, Rob. As right. a leader of the alcoholics, you need to take some ownership and make this great. Make your handle great again. Make alcoholic great again. You Maga. just made the shirt, dude. I'm going to hold on. Make alcohol. I'm going to get those shirts made. Make, make. alcoholic great again. Make there's being your, an alcoholic great again. Something like go, that. There's your MAGA. Just we'll figure that out. Make an alcoholic. So, uh, so let's talk about some of your tweets. So here's one of your tweets. Um, the fact that I only get one vote shows how stupid our system is. <laughs> People will laugh about this and troll about this. But it's listen, listen, the fact that somebody as smart as I am right. who pays the taxes that I pay right. get the same vote as some people who are not as smart as I am and not paying as much taxes as I do makes no fucking sense. Logically, where in life when other people that don't uh, 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 are, are not as smart as I am be in the same position that I am and get the exact same say? It makes no I fucking mean- sense to me. I don't get it. I mean, the thing I don't really get is how you actually think you're smart. But compared <laughs> to, like, your followers or, you know, other people in bumfuck America where you live, then, yeah, sure. Yeah, you're definitely smart compared to those people. But um, you're right. I've had this fail-proof system that I've had in place for 15 years that is a multi-step process on voting where the first step is one, you have to be a citizen and you have to show ID and all that. So, so that's important. Well, that's just right? good sense. Yeah, that's just like, you, you, if you want to vote for the president, you should make sure you have to at least show an identification showing you at least live here. Fuck that you're a citizen. Even if it's a fake ID, just show something. The second step is you should have to take a very basic quiz and we should have 50 different versions of these quizzes. So when you go to go vote, you have to fill out live in person. It could be a two-question exam live. You got to fill out a two-question quiz saying, like, who was the first American president? Is Goldman Sachs a person or an institution? Like, very basic <laughs> shit so that you could at least prove that you're human. And then realistically, after that, every year you vote, you accumulate more votes going forward, right? I mean, you had the same philosophy on this, Rob. You actually said the same thing to me on the phone that I've been pounding on SiriusXM for three years, that if you're 18... You, your vote should be weighted as one. If you voted for the you know, two presidential elections after that, by the time you're 26, your vote should be two. By the time you're 30, 34, your vote should be worth three. And people go, that's bullshit. Why are older people, like what if someone did that to you, Tommy, when you were 20? This is what people were saying to me on Twitter. And I was like, every 40-year-old man will admit to you that they know more about the economy, politics, and what the world needs than they did when they were 20. You will not find a single 40-year-old who will tell you, I knew more when I was 20. I was a fucking idiot at 20. Exactly. I had no business voting for fucking anything. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I didn't even fucking know what I was doing. I was just fucking clicking buttons. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, the, the wrong thing to do is to ask a 40-year-old the answer. And guess what? For me to say at 60, I'm going to know more than I was 40. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's it. You know, own a home and or, or you get votes based on certain things. If you own a home, you get an extra half a vote. If you have a child, you have an extra half a vote. If you've been employed, 
gainfully employed, then you have an extra half a vote. If you've owned a business, you get an extra half a vote and start to accumulate. So basically, the people that are the most affected by all the policies are the ones who have the most power on said policies. You don't have to make it. If you make a million, you get five votes. And if you make 20 grand, you get two. No, just make it that if you work hard, if you're paying taxes, if you own a house, if you have kids and if you have health insurance, then you have checked five boxes that an 18-year-old college kid living at home with their mom with no kids working at the mall doesn't have to deal with because their only concern is gay marriage. That's all they fucking care about. Or abortion. They don't even know what property taxes are. Fucking these, Cortez doesn't even know how healthcare works. Well, and they have no life experience, so they've never had they've never had anything. So I totally agree with you. How are you voting on the future of the country without that? Let's it's do ridiculous. Another one before we get back to football, go ahead. Tonight, I told my kid that me and Brady are the same age. Dad, he looks younger than you and has a lot more hair. That motherfucker. It's all true. It's all true. <laughs> it was one of those ones where I said it and I just had immediate regret. And I go. Go to bed, Trey. <laughs> Dude, I'm shocked he didn't say he's better looking than you. He just said younger and more hair. Yeah, he did. <laughs> like, I mean, the fact that he didn't say that, I think that's actually a compliment because I would have given you a list of 40 things. Yeah. <laughs> like 50, maybe 150 things that Brady does better than you. The only thing you may have won is I think your wife's cooler. Like, that's it. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. like that's the only thing you probably did better than Brady in your life outside of children. He has other um, perks. Holiday booze box season is here. Love the holiday booze box season, baby. And I got fucking yelled at by my wife, speaking of my wife. You know what the holiday booze box is, Tommy? I, I, I drink adult drinks, Robert. No, this is whiskey. I don't drink fucking alcohol out of a box. No. Seriously? You know, when know you go to the saying. liquor store and they got the gift sets with like the two whiskey yeah. glass, that's a holiday booze box. Oh, is that what? Yeah. I've never heard it called that. Yeah, okay. you know, you buy them for gifts or I'm whatever. I'm thinking it's... like draft sheet drinking fucking boxed wine. No, it's got like the fifth of whiskey in yeah, there. Yeah, no, I love two... those things. I pick those up wherever I go. Dude. I actually just picked one. I love things that are boxed and prepped like that. Me too. Me. I actually just went to 7-Eleven and picked up a thing of salami. Three different <laughs> salami in a box. Box salami. Okay. I fucking swear to God, it's in my fridge right now. I was eating it before the show. Do you put anything in a nice packaging in a box where it looks like every like it had a little cheese in it and a little knife in it? Oh, perfect, dude. You tell me, I could just pop on a bench and open this thing up, and I don't need a utensil or a plate or anything. So you got a free knife with it. Yeah. So you give me a booze box. They always have a shot glass or two. You notice that? Yeah. They, Dude, they, the whiskey because, ones come with a nice big rock glass. Right, to beat people like me going, you know what? You could just fucking sit outside right after you get this and you're live open for So me. I probably have three dozen of these things I get fucking yelled at for, for <laughs> buying. We don't need any more goddamn glasses. I just can't not buy it. I have to buy them. You got to start posting some of these on Twitter. I uh, did. Last one here, Rob. Jesus, schools, police, fire. I'm running for office. <laughs> the fuck? I just heard an advertisement, and the guy was basically like, well, if you want a God-fearing man who uh, loves your schools and supports your local police and fire department, I'm your guy. So it's all it takes. All you have to do to, be, to run for office is love Jesus, fire <laughs> police and schools. You're qualified. You don't need to do anything fucking else. You are qualified. Congratulations, America. It's amazing the fucking world that we live in. How it, Literally, our whole world has just turned into high school. Like, we, we all graduated high school, got, and now we're back in high school. Between Snapchat filters and Candy Crunch games. Like, these are 40-year-olds doing all this shit. Now, I'm doing it, too. Fucking bitmojis. Like... Fucking Bitmojis, Candy Crush, Snapchat, 
filters fucking I mean, like popularity contests are everything right now. It's who has the most followers, who's the coolest on social media, you know, who has the best picture, you know, like that's basically what this is in politics and in real life. We're basically back in eighth grade. I learned what world. bit emojis are yesterday or two days ago. Bit emojis. Yeah, I saw you. You sent one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, I like that, Rob. I like that out of you. I, I like I, I'm a big fan of the bit emoji. My 10 year old showed me how to do it. And everyone told me they're like, oh, you're late to the party. I'm like, no, no, no. No, me and Rob are not late to this party. Me and Rob are professionals. We have experience. We let the fads run their course. Mm -hmm. And then we judge. And then we sit back and we analyze. And we decide, you know what? Is this, is this something I want to be a part of? Let me see how this goes. That's right. Right? Let's see if the fads. I don't want, you don't want to jump in on it early because then you're just a fucking follower. We analyze, right, Rob? Yeah, that's why I didn't use the internet to like, Three years ago, <laughs> to make sure it was going to stay. We started this podcast, <laughs> so I'm fine being late to the party. Yeah, it's all good. And then, and then, you know what? I guarantee you, the Bitmoji we're using right now is way better than the initial bitch, Bitmoji, Bitchmoji, Bitchmoji. So yeah, you know, I want to wait till it's perfected, until it has a, a fucking use, and then at that point, I'll make an executive. I'm all about it though. I said them all friends, family. They're all getting Bitmojis from me. It's yeah, great. So I'm all for it. So I'm a big fan of the Bitmoji right now. Uh, let's go to some more NFL games here, Rob. So uh, you have another stat here that is the over is 8-1 in Tampa Bay last nine games overall. That's interesting, right? Um, Not really because they have the worst defense in the NFL, but, I mean, this is against the spread, so that's factored into the Vegas line. Right, exactly. I it just means, uh, Yeah, Vegas is still undervaluing the shittiness of their defense. Well, one of those games they they flopped in Fitzpatrick, and he went fucking bananas, so that was one of them. But, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, uh, it's mildly interesting. This is interesting here. The big interesting thing about this game is that you have the worst defense in the NFL going against the Redskins, but you also have the Redskins who are possibly missing four offensive linemen for this game. So this total is still 51 and a half. Mm -hmm. So you're sitting there going, I get it, mm -hmm. but I mean, the Redskins have a pretty good defense to compete with that Tampa offense. And then the Redskins offense really isn't very good, and they're missing all their linemen, but they're going against the high school defense. This game kind of screams like, like if this is DFS, I'm going, all right, let me stack this and, on one team and full fade it on the other just because I have no idea. It's like a Liriano start in baseball, right? Uh, like AP can either Liriano, put up 200 yards or zero. Yeah, like I think this goes way under or way over, so – yeah, I, I don't really know. Do you have any numbers or metrics on this game? No, I love the Liriano reference, though, boy. You never know what the fuck's going to happen. Oh, yeah, Liriano with DFS. <laughs> Every day he pitches is a gold mine because you pitch him on one team and stack against him on the yeah. other. Yeah, it's know? either an ace or nothing. Yeah, he's either going to fucking throw up fucking seven innings shutout or give up seven runs in two innings. So 69% um, of the bets coming in on this game are coming towards the over. 91% of the money is going over on this at 51.5. So we know – we know where the books are going to be rooting for this thing to fall. And then from the game perspective itself, we're looking at about 70% of the money is coming in on Tampa Bay. Uh, th this line's been moving. They're up to minus three right now from what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. uh, this mm -hmm. opened at around a pick. What did it open at, Penny? Oh, hold on, I'll tell you a second. Yeah, I see minus three most places. Yeah, this, so Penny opened this thing at pick. Yeah. Jesus, three points, huh? It's a three-point wow. move on this game, and – and it's probably a lot concerned due to the uh, Redskins' offensive line injuries, which keeps coming out day by day. Yeah. But what's your model saying on this one? Uh, I, I'm right on market here. Um, I'm right on the three, and I'm I'm right on the total. So I got nothing. 
Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. I don't see myself playing too much of this game. Uh, Sunday night game, we got the boys versus the birds. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles. Right now, I am seeing Philadelphia Eagles are looking like 43 is the total across the board. Uh, seems like that's basically every book that I'm seeing has this thing at 43. It's the only game like that. We got the Eagles minus seven, minus six and a half at Bookmaker and Bet Online, but it seems like it's minus seven at most books here. Uh, looks like it opened at like minus six. So little little steam towards the Eagles, not too much as far as where the money's moving on this game. Uh, I just lost my spot, so I'm going to talk. 92 percent of the money's on Philly. Yeah, so I'm seeing 83 percent of the money on Philly on mine, but yeah, that's about right. 80 90 percent. Um, is on Philly here. So what are you seeing on this game? Uh, no, nothing much here either. Um, I was just going to say, Tommy, because we've talked about it every pod for a few weeks now, and I wanted to point out, uh, five dimes is on the number for most games. Most I see off is a half a point. You know, right. we had been they look seeing, like they've adjusted back. We'd been seeing, what, two points in some instances? Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like they're right on it uh, now. Um, I don't have a play on this game though. Uh, I could see why Philly's being bet heavily. Um, this is this is uh probably going to be my two team teaser. It's probably going. I'm sitting on Philly six and a half, and the Jets are looking at seven. So I'm probably going to do like a six point teaser here with the Jets minus one and the Eagles minus a half. Yeah, uh, I can two see home it. teams going against two what I believe to be bad teams uh, in good spots. So that's that's probably going to be my favorite way to play this. But I think the Eagles cover this. Uh, I like this kid Adams, who's the running back right now, too. I think the Cowboys are in straight disarray. Josh Garrett, uh, Josh Garrett, Garrett's on his way out as the coach. Jerry Jones is fucking tilted. This is just a bad, it's just a just a bad situation for this team. That their coaching is the reason that they suck so much. Yeah. So Sean Lee got hurt again. So we don't know if he's going to be playing this week. So I think this is definitely a must-win game for the Eagles, and I think they go out and fucking handle their business. Good. I, I, you know what? I, I could see this as a teaser piece as well, Tommy. Yeah, um, this looks you get like this thing down around one. Looks like a perfect teaser game. Uh, yeah. Here's a game that a lot of people are going to want to tease. Kansas City Chiefs minus 16 and a hizzy against Arizona. I'm not a big 10-team teaser guy, 10-point teaser guy, Rob. You aren't either. But um, this is a situation where I could drop a 7-point teaser on this game and get it at 9.5, which is nice for me. So that is something that I'm glancing at there. I have no problem with the 16 and a half either, honestly, but I'm probably going to avoid the 16 and a half in this game. What are you seeing are your numbers on the Chiefs, Arizona? Well, 16 and a half is right. I mean, that that is a fair number uh, from a betting perspective. I mean, I, I, that's a hard pill to swallow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything, anything up there in the three score range is a hard pill to swallow. So um, I wouldn't have a play on the game. I do like this as another teaser piece. Um, I wish I can get it under 10, obviously. So I'm not advocating for a seven-pointer here, but would be uh, nice. I was just going to – I was letting you finish, right? I know you were. I saw you. Look, I saw the look in your eye. Say it, motherfucker. Say oh my, it. Come on. By the way, Kansas City and uh, Rob's Stupid Stats are that's – that's what the segment should be called. Rob's Stupid Stats. Uh, Kansas City's 12 and two against the spread in their last 14 games overall. I don't think that's that stupid a stat. No, nope. um, but Robert, hmm. are you really going to go? Si- Let's say you tease this right now. Mm-hmm. Are you really going to lie to the alcoholics and tell them that if you teased a game that was 16 and a half, you're going to tease it down to six, 10 and a half. So here's the problem, Tommy, <laughs> you either tease this seven or you don't fucking tease. It. Oh, 
So there is a time and a place to tease seven points. Just this is pretty extreme. Says. It's pretty extreme. I would probably just probably just leave it out. Yeah, just because I can't, I I can't say what I've said all these all this time and say I'm out. I think this is a situation where Rob is going to leave it out of the bet pack, leave it <laughs> off, no mercy, leave it off the alcoholic Twitter, and then if we snooped in the little Robert's account, I would not be shocked to see a little five thousand dollars seven point tease <laughs> on this fucking game just to get a nibble. I'm fucking saying it. I'm calling bullshit. I think you're fucking teasing this fucker seven points. Of course, you could cheat. Out. You could seven point tease Chargers, Philly, KC, and I've seen worse bets in my life. Oh, another one. You, so you could do Chargers minus three and KC minus six and a half. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not saying I would do that, but that would not be the worst bet in but, the world. But you wouldn't uh, chastise someone for doing it. I'm literally. <laughs> I kind of like that bet. Go ahead. Yeah, if, you want, you if, if the alcoholics want a seven-point teaser, God damn it, they can have one. This Chargers, Philly, KC. models gone. This is the alcoholic. The alcoholics are here. MLB this, models fucking out. This is the whiskey drinking seven-point teasing version of MLB model. <laughs> this is the fun version. Fuck 40 cents. Fuck 40 cents. <laughs> Alcoholic ain't cheap. <laughs> That's MLB model who's cheap. Uh, any other games here that you're looking at that really are uh, enticing you, Rob, or anything that you're kind of still making a decision on before Sunday? Uh, yeah, the, it's the Green Bay Miami game. I, uh, maybe I'm too high on Green Bay. I don't know. They kind of look like shit last week. I mean, uh, got McCarthy in a spot where he's probably on the hot seat too. So we're definitely 1000% talking about a must win game here. Yeah, exactly. Covering nine. I don't know. Um, I, I have interest in this game though. If, what do you see that spread at Tommy? 10, nine and a half, 10. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, I don't like three and four teams laying 10 points. <laughs> like, I know. That's just what it comes down to. It's like, it's really like, yeah, you could talk about Aaron Rodgers and you could talk about this and that. They're three and four for a reason. Yeah. Right. Like this team is three and four because they have deficiencies. Yeah. Um, they don't have a great running game. They have good receivers and a good quarterback. Their line has been good, but not that great. Their defense is very suspect and their special teams has been very suspect also. So, I don't know, man. That's a lot of fucking wood to lay. If you just look at it from a logical standpoint, right, which I know this isn't the way we're going to analyze games, you have a 5-4 and four team playing a 3-4 and four team getting double digits. You know, mm -hmm. like, if you just basically boil it down to its simplest core principles, you have a team that's over 500 playing a team that's under 500 and getting 10 points. I wouldn't take this logic into account if it was 7 points or even eight points or nine points. But once you start to get to, you know, you need to beat me by 11 for me to lose my bet, you need to play pretty perfect to beat any team in the NFL by 11. I know. There's just something more. about going into the frozen tundra right. here. That's, that's uh, what's McCarthy in the spot that he's in. Bounce Narrative street. Win. Narrative street, I guess. But, you know, I lean, I lean Green Bay. I've got this at uh, 11 and a half. Would you say this would be another good game to do a seven-point teaser with? And get uh, no, this is a fine six-point <laughs> teaser. This yeah. is six-point You know what teaser. the most popular teaser on the entire board is going to be this weekend, right? Uh, hold on. Uh, in, in Vegas, the most popular teaser on the entire board. It's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, the Rams. What is it? Okay, but here, here's what it's going to be. It's going to be Rams pick them, Chiefs minus six and a half, and Green Bay pick them. Three absolutely teams, ten, ten point yeah. teaser. Yeah, and then you're going to have some people that interchange the Chargers with one of those. So what does that mean? Whenever there's dude, I feel like Vegas sets these fucking traps. I feel like these traps are set. Whenever you see three games at ten points, it's almost like they're just begging you to tease all three of these to a pick them. One of these teams is going to lose outright. One of these teams is going to fucking lose. It just happens every fucking time. And everyone listening to this show has had it happen to them a million times where you did a three-team 10-point teaser with three 10-point favorites, and they never fucking win. Dude, when's the last time you did a 10-point teaser? And I've done 10-point teasers. Let's say you do a five-team 10-point teaser. They make it three. Three Three-team 10-point teaser. And you look at that fucking thing and go, God damn, that's sexy. This fucking thing is a lock. This can't lose. They want you to think that when you place that bet. Yep, dude. That, that, these, these three games just being right on the 10 and sitting there are just like, come on. There's no way. There's no way. Vegas is going to go broke if these three teams all fucking win out. Right? One of them's going to lose. I honestly think the better team is to fucking throw a little, throw a little half a unit on each of these fucking 10-point dogs on the money line. You only need to hit one of them yeah, to fucking right. go cash in huge because they're all going to be like plus 350. So uh, that, that's – I don't know, man. That, I, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a sucker if you did this. Uh, I'm, I'm doing it. But. Like, just be, li- listen, this is why I'm a degenerate and you're a handicapper. Like, I'm definitely going to do it. <laughs> I'm probably going to do three different versions of it. I'm going to do like these four teams three different ways. I'm going to round robin teaser these fucking guys. Here's the but, advice you got on No Mercy today. Rob, never bet a seven-point teaser. But I would bet this seven-point teaser. Tommy G, <laughs> these fucking three ten-point teams here are going to – Somebody's going to suck out. I'm going to bet it. But somebody's going to fucking blow it. <laughs> you know what I want what I like about betting it? That when I lose it, I'm going to go, I fucking knew it. Good. I deserved it. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to be mad. I'm Head, literally going to be it. like, you, you're a fucking idiot, Tommy. I don't care if fucking Green Bay is up by fucking eight with half a second left in the game and they fumble into their own end zone. Miami recovers it, gets the two and wins in overtime. I'll still blame myself if that teaser loses. So, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, for sure. I'm for definitely sure. going to do it. 1,000% I'm going to do that. So, uh, so that's basically it. So let's do a couple things that exist in Rob's world. Okay? Let's get it. So I'm going to give you a couple things. We're at, let's see, we're at about an hour. Good. So we're right on time. So we give you a couple things. As I do, I don't prep for this, and I don't prep you for this. Okay? No. So I literally just sit in my, uh, my office here, and I look around, and I try and find things. So I'm looking at a bottle of 409 multi-surface cleaner, Rob, and I'm going to dovetail this into um, – how do you feel about counter cleaning? And is it something you do? Is it something your wife does? Is it something that is critical to you? Give me, give me your take on counter cleaning. Counter cleaning is one of the great joys of my life. And <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've got I, a I, very, I believe it. I believe very I specific that. methods though. I would never use 409. I would never use like a store-bought harsh cleaner. Because I have I think- actually cleaned my counters with Febreze. <laughs> I think I've had this conversation wet. before. I hate it's wet. Se- like anything that's wet, that's close. It's like a water bottle. I like, guess yeah, sure, that'll work. <laughs> I hate scents. I, I hate to smell things. So right. I got to have total non, you know, non smell. But I, uh, you know, I have granite countertops, and I've got a two step process. So first, I get this wet. Okay. I got this wet like these special I swear to cloths. God, these aren't scripted. I swear on my life, 
Rob, you can screenshot this bottle of 409 and fuck No, it. this is not scripted. Because people, like, at a certain point, when you get to things Mad Lab hates and things that exist in Rob's world, like, people have to start thinking, like, there's no way you didn't prep this shit. You know, like the Ted Schuster cross-dressing thing. Like, we will have to literally, but it really, this just granularly comes up. You just literally have weird opinions on very normal shit that no one else has an opinion on, and that's why I know it's going to work every segment. Yeah, and I'm trying to give our people here some real life advice. So, right, so if you have process? if you have granite, they sell these cloths. I don't remember what they're called. They have these bullshit women parties where you can buy these cloths. Wait, you, the little fiber cloths? Yeah. I hold on. Let me grab one. No, Tommy G doesn't have one of these. Talking. Let me see if there's what you're talking about. I gotta right. get up away from the mic. All right, Tommy's leaving. So uh, it's always good when the host leaves the show. You could say whatever the fuck you want. Um, so anyway, I wet that thing and I wipe down the counter with it. And then I've got this uh, sort of spray that's like a polish that I go over it with next. Yeah, that's it. So it's got like the fibers in it and you just wet it. Yeah, you could use them to clean your cars and shit. Yeah, anything. thing's fucking amazing. So you just rubbed it down. So anyway, every night in my house, I scrub my counters to a perfect sheen. Oh my God. Every night. I just realized how weird you are every time I ask you a question that I think the answer is going to be I'm indifferent towards it. Um, all right, let me look around here. What do you think of the Clorox wipes? You know those like uh, they look like uh, wet naps kind of the Clorox wipes. Do you do you use those at all? Yeah, they come in like the baby wipe container. Yeah, they look yeah. like a baby wipe container. No, I don't you use like those. Or do you like to do it on your own by hand? No, no, no. That's that's lazy man's way. Okay, because I have a bottle of those. What do you think of this bottle of water? So See, this is a, a, a very abnormal bottle of water here. We have the little Dasani waters that normal people drink. And then you have the Evan Silva jug of water. This is in between. This is the pure bottle of water. It's very long. I would say it's about a foot long. And it's cylindrical. So this is probably, uh, what would you say this is, Rob? Like a half liter? It's fancy it's bullshit. I hate, the fancy, I hate the fancy bullshit fucking water bottles. You know, they, they've, they've tricked the American public into buying Fuji waters with fucking pictures on them and smart yeah. waters and fucking bullshit it's fucking water people i get the cheapest one in the case and that that's it fuck fuck your fancy water cheapest water okay um i know you're a hot sauce connoisseur so i'll oh, go yeah. to my desk here and point out my frank's red hot bottle dude that is a respectable size bottle of frank's what is that a fucking two I liter three of these yeah this is a huge <laughs> bottle everything's big <laughs> I use Tabasco exclusively, but I can. I am a things. huge Tabasco fan. Yeah. No, not exclusively. You had that weird hot sauce you posted on Twitter one time, I think. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it's my go-to. That's my daily. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about Frank's though? Is because some people think Frank's is like pussy hot sauce. No, I'm good with it. It's flavorful. That's it's... what I'm saying. The Frank Frank's is more flavorful. Yeah. Like I use both. It um, has its place. What about candles? I have a candle here. So what about this candle? That's it's scented. But what about an un? So I know you'll hate it. What about an unscented candle? For ambiance purposes. Oh, that smells good. No, I'm just blown away that you have this candle in your house right now. (laughs) I'm fully candle agnostic. I could not take one that smelled, but I don't don't really care. Okay. Uh, What about about Advil? Yeah. Yep. Are you a big big, aspirin guy? Yeah, but I would never buy name brand, man. It's so much cheaper to buy the aspirin. (laughs) What's your favorite kind of tape? Duct tape, masking tape, scotch tape? Do you have any strong takes on any of the tapes? Because I'm looking at the thing of masking tape. By me. It's a good question. Some people um, may be asking why I have masking tape by me. <laughs> I'm not. I, I fully expected you to have. What about chloroform? Duct tape. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about a ball gag? 
<laughs> I don't have any strong tape opinions. No. What do you think of penguins? Yeah, that's not my favorite animal. That's really that's one that people usually have a strong take one way or the other on. No. Um, what do you think about um, uh, leashes for dogs that extend, like those leashes that you hold in your hand and it's got like the wire on it that it extends and retracts, or or compared to an old school leash? Yeah, I, that's fancy. I'm not a fan of that. You don't like anything fancy. No. And the last thing I will ask you is seasonings. What do you think um, of seasonings? Like people who have cabinets full of seasonings, because you are a barbecuer. We've seen we've we've seen that you barbecue, a <laughs> right? Lot. But right. I don't see you as being a guy who, when I open his closet, is going to have like twelve different types of seasonings for his meats. No, I have seasoning rage because I, my I'll have to take a picture and show the the alcoholics. But my wife has a full door of seasonings that's literally six feet tall. But it's not like she just goes to the store and buys like $3 seasonings. There's this fancy, fancy fucking uh, spice shop. And so it's like $12 bottle of this, $15 bottle of that. So it's all fancy shit. So I'm not a Do you f- use it ever? Yeah, it's good. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just expensive. I'm cheap. Oh, Jesus, Robert. All right, Rob. So uh, that's all we got here, brother. So would you have any final words for the people? No. I forgot the, I forgot the grade how you look today, though. Oh, yeah. How do I look today? Great. Yeah? Yeah. Great. Wow. Great. I know that you've been in. You haven't been going out. You've been grinding because we've just been working, doing business stuff. So I know that you've been... Every day when everyone tells us we don't do anything. I I know that you've been (laughs) sober and just working hard. So it's it's good for your complexion. It makes your skin look great. Thank you. I think it it might be the lighting here, but I do appreciate that, Robert. That means a lot to me. (laughs) So so here's your first failed... You're already failing in the Tommy G branding 101 phase. I just asked your final words. We just spent the whole show talking about the alcoholics, how you got to push the brand. Yeah. You should have surely ended with something to give home to your people, to pound home to the alcoholics, to make their leader feel good and to, to start pushing the brand, and you didn't. You just let it slide right by. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. <laughs> he's, Rob's, a, Rob's a shell of himself, people. Don't worry. We'll get him out of this. He's, he's, he's started with let's get weird and ended with stay cashing. So he's lost. He's, he's lost his identity altogether. The question is that I take your thunder on your clothes. He's, That's no, the question. I don't care about that. He's like a chameleon. He's just like whoever he's around, he's like, can I be your brand? Like, <laughs> He's going to be on the show with Jeff Manson. He's going to be yelling and screaming into a microphone. He's going to get on a show with Ted Schuster and be wearing a skirt and a dress. That's a fucking... Poor, I feel so bad. Rob, I, I got you this. on this, okay? I'm right. going to make this a concerted effort to uh, to make this alcoholics thing work, all right? Thank you. All right. So follow us on Twitter. Uh, my handle, at Tommy G. Rob, at MLB Model. Um, nope. <laughs> nope. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. At the alcoholic, for the alcoholic himself, Mr. Rob, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. We out. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy.